0: Welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with your host, Marianne Beckman Berman. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Marianne the secrets of the sister sciences, yoga and Ayurveda. Now, here is Marianne.
1: Oh, welcome. Whether it's good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day you happen to be listening to today's episode, I am most grateful. Episode number 10 is entitled, Who is Listening? So if you have been tuning in to the previous episodes, you've pretty much, you know, heard me talk about the five senses, our sense of sight, our sense of touch, smell, taste, and hearing. And these are some basic principles in both yoga and Ayurveda philosophy and We can go deeper into what we call the Samkhya philosophy, which is the 24 principles of um, enumeration. And this actually goes deep into, you know, we have all been pretty much taught the theory of evolution according to Charles Darwin. And many of us may be familiar with um, the story of Genesis. So from a, um, a religious and a biblical standpoint. And learning Samkhya philosophy, I learned, wow, there's a third. <laughs> so we're going to um, table that discussion for another day. But this concept of basically the order in, in, in our universe, in the nature, kind of connecting um, heaven, the cosmos, our cosmic intelligence. We hear these concepts of universal mind with that individual mind and our differentiation, you know, the ego is good. We each need to identify, you know, differently. We need to own who we are um, so that we aren't all alike. You know, so there's um, a healthy aspect to this concept of ego or ahamkara. But when we move further down these principles, we move into the senses and into the sense organs. So today's topic, who is listening, basically stems from these reports that I get each week into who is actually listening. And, you know, in today's day and age, we have numbers as to, you know, where people are tuning in from. So if if you've ever heard that saying, I actually have it on my iPad. Um, case. To the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. So right now, that is um, how I feel for all of you tuning in as um, a pilot series here on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm so honored to have this opportunity to share this wisdom of yoga and, Ayurveda and ways to basically just take take control of your own health. Um, you know Ayurveda was outlawed when the British took over and when they were ruling India and the reason you know there is a reason why it went underground and lately there's been such a you know a, an interest, a growing interest in the world of Ayurveda, especially by by Indian Nationals. And right now in America, we have many doctors. I think many people know that. That's, that's something that, you know, I get asked all the time just by having Indian blood. You know, people will assume, especially having worked one time in the hospital system, in the foundation um, department, as well as my husband, the, the automatic um, judgment is, oh, are you a doctor? Is he a doctor? Right? Um so there are approximately what in America 30% of all doctors are of Indian descent okay so there's there's a growing interest in in ayurvedic medicine um because of the fact that on on some levels when it comes to prevention you know it is far superior when we talk about our you know, acute accidents, our acute um illnesses. yes, we're we're so blessed to have you know, some of the best uh, medical facilities in the world here as well and and some top doctors. But oftentimes, I think in this world and if and if you're tuning in, you you have to, you know, be at least more open to a to a natural way. And this world of Ayurveda, is in fact a very natural way because you can't deny fire's hot, air is light, water is wet. And knowing that these elements operate in a certain way, they also affect then how it is that we see the world, how it is that we touch and experience the world, how it is we taste the world, and then how it is we actually listen and what it is that we hear so when when I asked you know who is listening to the show i'm I'm so touched to have um i want to say a couple hundred viewers you know had listened to at least the on demand ones um for the for the last report that I had looked at in the u s and then to even have just one person from Sweden, one person from Germany, oh you know that's that's what. That saying is all about. So if you've ever felt lonely, you know, hey, that one person in Germany, uh, that one person in Sweden, right now, you completely represent your entire country, you know, in my eyes. And, and and sometimes in our small little worlds, we do, in fact, represent, you know, so much more than than we even know. So in reviewing some of my previous episodes and even reviewing last week episode um I I know without a doubt those that will more or less you know tune into me and they kind of vibe with my frequency will people will naturally have a bit more vata in them so whether you've got a combination of your pitta vata or kapha vata or your vata imbalance happens to be high right now, those are the ones that typically are going to vibrate more on my frequency. Um, Those with more pitta, the fire element and the water element, the pittas, you know what? The pittas are only going to listen to what the pittas want to listen to. Okay. So whether that's a podcast, whether that's uh, a parent whether that's a teacher. So the pittas are rather focused and and they're sharp. So they're doing it with that awareness. And oftentimes the kapha dosha, so the kaphas, those are the ones that have more of the water and the earth element. And the kapha nature is more stable. So the Kaphas are likely going to be the ones who, you know, will, they're they're usually obedient. They're very, they're the ones likely to sit still already. So they're not the ones that, like the Vata, the air and space elements who might be running around, not necessarily sitting still or focusing on one task. So they may not necessarily listen just because they're moving too fast. Um, so the Kafas, because they don't have, they're not naturally the ones to have the movement. They're the ones to have the stability. They have the structure. They're the natural peacemakers. These, as a natural peacemaker, they usually are going to be the ones whether you're you know you're going to see that at every stage whether it's in school or whether even as an adult when a boss or you know even at a grocery store it it's just inherent in in people's nature that that those who have more earth element are just going to naturally um listen you know they're they're going to hear the directions <laughs> okay the vata classic vata this is a part of why they get diagnosed with the adhd and the add because of that movement the movement of the mind the movement physically the movement within you know compels them it 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 literally um this 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 inner movement that they have um moves all the way into the fingertips, into the toes, you know, and and it, it propels them out of their seat. That same inner movement is not the case for the kapha-natured person and the vata's Sometimes, nowadays, you see a lot of the children, it seems to be so much more accepted. Um, They all have uh, these keychains attached to their backpacks with all of the little um, fidget toys, fidget spinners, those little poppets, um, the squish They They just have all of these little miniature things that I think are (laughs) weighing their backpacks down a little bit, too. Okay, but... Um, so those would be the vatas that because of their, their movement, they're likely focused elsewhere to, to again, have the focus and the ability to hear because all of their senses, their, their nervous system is heightened. They're having, um, fun, perhaps touching the different textures, um, you know they're they're busy hearing perhaps all the noise in the room as well you know the vatas those that are more sensitive um to the nervous system oftentimes and even you know the um pittas because the pittas just are very observant the fire ones the hvac system so they oftentimes hear the venting going on all right um i i can't help but listen to myself, with almost oh, it, it it's hard. It's hard to listen to yourself. So if you've never had the opportunity to, you know, listen and critique yourself, and also be loving at the same time, you know, I I encourage you to, you know, just just do it. <laughs> so so I thank you for for your kindness um, because that pitta in me. Yes, I I listen and I realized oh, Marianne. In last week's episode, where you talked about oiling the ears, you mentioned two teaspoons two times, you mentioned three tablespoons at one time. Boy, how can anybody listen? How, or how can anybody really understand and listen to what you're saying if if you're not clear? So know that that's oftentimes a VATA characteristic where Our minds can move so fast that even if we're about to say two to three tablespoons, um, sometimes it comes out. It 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 comes out, and 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 we and we kind of just jumble our words. Whether it comes out as teaspoon, tablespoon, um, you know. So always, if if you hear that in in a vata natured person, you know, don't be you know don't be shy. Ask them right it depending upon their pitta nature depending upon their fire sometimes the fire people you know don't want to admit that they made a mistake <laughs> um you know but but if they're in balance usually people are open um to to wanting to improve and bringing clarity especially if they're in a the role of an educator okay so i um do want to make it clear that i I didn't actually measure, but I can tell you that the end product, I fit in a, um, I used a shot glass and it actually had the measurements. And so it was definitely less than a half ounce. I'm going to say it probably was about um, two tablespoons. Um, I know three teaspoons is a tablespoon. I do know all that. You know, that, that, that those are, those are things I'm very, very mindful of, especially when I'm making, um, different formulas, maybe not so much when I'm cooking, Uh, I'm a little bit more open. Okay. So listening to, you know, to some of those, um, mistakes. So if you're somebody who listens and you can't help, but hear when, when people make mistakes, you know, you've got a good ear. All right. Not everybody hears those. Those um, whether it's um, you know a mistake with grammar, and again, sometimes we talk and we're 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 changing our thoughts midstream. You know, again, classic vata. But but not everybody has those ears to to listen. Um, you know, to that to that detail and then so so notice though if you're listening to that detail and if those errors are things that irk you and they bother you that's likely because of your pitta so something in that person's speech maybe even my speech can can simply provoke something that's within you um and, and it's and it's more aggravating and that's that's a typical pitta typical pittas are the ones who when they hear when they hear you know someone um mis mispronounce anything whether it's Carl Jung and they say Carl Young whether they say chakra and someone else says chakra um you know all those <laughs> different um Kind of things that that just bother people. Okay, um, it, it's the pitta, the the Pitta's kafas. The kafas generally, again, as peacemakers, if they listen and they and they hear, you know, a little mumbling of the words, they're likely going to be the most forgiving. If it's the true kafa, if they've got some of the pitta kafa and they're very stubborn and perhaps they're uh, um, an English and a grammar teacher. You know, no. So remember these combinations of these doshas or these these elements also play a factor. Um, and even just saying, um, right now, I can't help but hear myself. And I make notes. All right. Try not to say, you know, likely, literally, ugh, like, um, and, and as my brother commented, I talk too slow. So I said, you know, when that happens, that's exactly when we have the ability nowadays to um, put the speed a little faster, right? So the pittas are naturally going to be the ones to critique others and be the harshest. The vatas, because they're typically a little bit more nervous themselves and have the anxiety, you know the vatas are usually pretty kind um in 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 having that understanding with others although they themselves are likely the the ones because of their vata nature that is not listening that that might be provoking that pitta that fire element okay so um also a, a thermometer So please use a thermometer, not a thermostat. That's usually what we have in our house, okay, when um, checking the temperature of your oil to make sure that, you know, it's it's around 90 degrees, your body is 98.6, and you certainly don't want anything too warm. So, when we come back after our first commercial break, we'll continue to talk more about who is listening and our ears are hearing from both the yoga and the Ayurvedic perspectives. Stay tuned.
0: Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th. At 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season.
1: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show.
1: Oh, welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. So who is listening today? Do you identify as primarily Vata, Pitta, or Kapha? Do you find that this fall season is where you tend to get out of balance? You feel ungrounded, maybe a bit more anxious. Um, Insomnia gives, gives rise at this time. Um, the ability to concentrate, the ability to focus is not as good, or do you find yourself right now identifying as Pitta, almost, you know, glad that it's cooler, that we're done with the heat of the summer, that you can go out on your walks without any worries of the, um, temperature, maybe even... Got all your planning underway, preparing for the holidays. Perhaps you identify as the kafa, those with more water and earth element. And the kafas enjoy these holidays. The kafas are the most loving. The water element and the earth element is the most loving when in balance. So the kafas are the ones that, you know, likely are the ones putting out all the um the ornaments all the decorations especially those with more of maybe oh like um like historical value so maybe they're heirlooms passed down from one generation to the next um those that are you know doing with their families, some of the same things that they did with theirs when they were children. Those are likely the kafas. That appreciate those kind of activity activities most. You know, they're the ones that certainly love getting together with everybody at the holidays. You know, the the bigger gathering, the better. Everyone's invited. Lots of food. Lots of sweets. Um, all the cookie making. All the um, all the the holiday parties. All the um, get-togethers that come at this time of the year. Okay, so the Kafas, you know, perhaps are enjoying even the sounds of the season. So what is it, you know, when you hear these holiday tunes, wherever you go, what does that invoke in you? Does that invoke um, a sense of joy, perhaps a trip down memory lane? Does it um, provoke a a sense of aggravation? And, and I'll admit there are there are certain um, you know songs, there are certain tunes that are overplayed that hit certain frequencies that I, I don't enjoy and and I'm I'm sensitive. My ears are sensitive. having had a couple of you know major Erics in my life, knowing that I'm sensitive, um, not just to you know the the music I hear. When you hear or when you talk about hearing in the ears and you talk about listening, I looked up the word listen in the Merriam Webster Dictionary. Listen. To pay attention to sound, to hear something with thoughtful attention, give consideration, to be alert, to catch an expected sound. I thought that expected sound, um, you know, was, was kind of interesting because in my opinion, when somebody is truly listening, there's another realm of listening that perhaps is not necessarily expected. It's also listening to those unexpected sounds and who may pick up on some of those unexpected sounds would be likely more of those that are tuned into that etheric realm. And that is more likely so, or closely associated with the vata dosha. So the vata, the air and the space element, oftentimes with their movement, with their heightened nervous system, they're able to also pick up on those unexpected sounds. Um, and that is, you know, actually why they're they're sensitive. You know, even if the leaf blower is, you know, halfway down the block, that leaf blower, maybe it's the um, blow dryer, maybe it's the sound, you know, if you live in a family with, with other people making noise, you know, children's toys can be noisy, you know, notice, notice that one child who's very, very sensitive to all the loud noises, um, you know, and whether they're, um, sensitive to you know pleasant noises or the unpleasant noises so the the Inuits the Inuits I grew up in the you know nineteen seventies this this term Eskimo was officially um I guess Eskimo was replaced with the term Inuit in nineteen seventy seven and this refers to um you know those the people in the arctic the subarctic regions of north america greenland quebec labrador yukon the alaska area and i found it fascinating that the, the that the inuits never yell so it is actually viewed as a sign of weakness on the adult If that adult is not able to control his or her emotions and, and screams at a child who is acting out. So I thought that that was rather fascinating. And, and I looked at it from the standpoint that, you know, most of those areas, those regions where this, where this culture you know originates this this indigenous um culture where where they originate from can't can't you see that it's more of a cold environment and perhaps in a cooler environment i mean when i think of not just cool i mean i'm thinking of almost frozen <laughs> right um they they live in a pretty frigid environment i mean on the extreme of that Um, hot and cold perspective, they're, they're definitely on the um, colder end. And, and wouldn't it be, I mean, don't, don't you, can can you see some of these connections that perhaps if you're in such a cold environment, you know, maybe it's, it's a little easier to keep your fire under control and not, um, and not yell and not blow up and not feel frazzled. Um, when, when something happens, you know, so, so I, I look at it both ways. I don't know what, what your perspective might be, but these are the things that when, when you, when you view the world from this qualitative perspective that Ayurveda is, which is these 10, the, the 10 pairs of opposite from hot to cold, heavy to light, rough to smooth, mobile, meaning active, to static, okay, Um, oily, to, you know, unctuous, to, you know, completely, um, like, dry, you even have um, liquid and solid, all right, so when you, when you look at life from these qualitative perspectives, and then you see how these qualities relate to the elements then you start to view all of life i mean i can't help but now look at all of life and as much as you know others may praise the the inuits as oh being able to keep their cool <laughs> i i now look at it as oh i think it might be a little easier i mean who knows maybe in that environment as well they've got a lot of in, a lot of internal heat kind of um at the core um but in any case the reason i bring that up is you know being in a gymnasium with up to 50 children some mornings i i really noticed how some of them just react and they freeze when when one of the counselors you know just would would scream whether you know a, a couple of the children are you know misbehaving or even if it means you know having to simply just blow a whistle to get their attention and and say hey whose jacket is this you know it's it's 20 degrees outside come on whose jacket is this right um you can you can see some of the kids just immediately freeze and and i remember i remember that as a child being very sensitive to to when the teachers would scream, you know. So I know it does it, it doesn't apply to everybody. Um, some you can see this is why these or why the, the the counselor may in fact have to raise his or her voice to that level is because <laughs> there's so many um, of these vata natured children. Paying attention to everything else that, in order, in order to even um, oh, make a dent and even have the possibility of having them listen is to you know just blow that whistle um, and have them you know. So we're we're getting a lot better. That that's definitely um, one of my goals is just to you know minimize um, some of the unnecessary yelling. Um, because it is a shock to the nervous system, and, and some people are more sensitive. And just like just like this indigenous culture who doesn't believe in yelling to their children, the main reason is because they believe that all you're doing by yelling at a child is you're teaching that child to yell. And it just repeats the same cycle over and over again. And that child, when they grow up to be an adult, will be yelling at the next generation. And and we really and truly can work in environments because I've seen it. I've seen, I've worked in environments, especially teaching yoga. Um, when When they know they're coming to a yoga class, especially, and when they are in a certain environment, it, it's a little bit easier to have that. Um, control and and I have completely watched children even at the library come in quietly get their mat, you know take their spots and 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 sit still so you know it's something that we can certainly um oh continue to try and I'm I'm trying so you you see more and more meditation, um, yoga being, brought forth in the schools. And it it, it is absolutely needed. It is so needed. So all of you out there who, you know, are trying to, um, just incorporate, you know, maybe even a couple of minutes of meditation with, with the youngsters in your life, you know, please kudos because our, our mental wellness is, is definitely, um, a priority. And I'd rather focus on mental wellness than the opposite at mental illness. Okay. So be aware of how you respond. So when you listen to other people, are you listening oh, with your whole heart? Are you listening half-heartedly? Are you listening... Um, while you're doing something else multitasking i think i know my nephew my my dear nephew bless him um he he calls me regularly and if i'm not completely present or there's been times where i have been maybe in the middle of writing um an email or doing another project And I'm only listening to him, oh, just, (laughs) just part of the way, you know, and, and, and he's actually called me on it out, called me out on it before. Right. So, Hey, you're not listening. So it goes both ways, um, in the world, but just be aware of how it is that you listen to others, whether it's on the phone whether it's in a face-to-face communication, um, whether it's in a group of people, are you the one mindful of the time that you listen to others, as well as the time that they listen to you, or are you expecting others to listen, you know, more so than you're willing to listen to them? So these are all areas of balance that we emphasize in both yoga. And Ayurveda, right? So one of the sutras that came into play yesterday, I actually brought this up because a lot of yoga and Ayurveda for me, you know, yoga certainly is more of a psychology of a mind, but even Ayurveda, if if you're not, you know, wanting to improve, um, say or even change, I shouldn't say the word improve, but if but you know. You may have wonderful habits that bring you much contentment and that's, and that's beautiful. Okay. But I brought up the one sutra that we have this 195 sutras, the yoga sutras of Patanjali. So he is considered um, the father of yoga in that he is the one that actually codified um these oral statements that were passed from generation to gen- generation and actually wrote them down. So it's about 200 BC, um, is when this was credited. And in book 1 verse 33, there is a Sutra about there being four kinds of people in the world And that, and I'm doing this from the top of my head here, but when you meet, you know the happy people, Take delight. When you meet the unhappy people, have compassion. When you come across the stubborn, okay, you need to almost ignore. And when you come across the virtuous people, you want to delight in that. So, If you can remember to carry four keys with you so that when you come across that happy person who may seem to have everything and rather than have that mental tendency of feeling less than, I wish I had this, I wish I had that kind of car, home, whatever, instead have that attitude of, boy, I'm happy for that person. If we all had this happiness, boy, we would all be happy. When you come across that unhappy person, have mercy, have compassion, whether they're suffering from grief, sadness, you know, loss of a situation, you may very well be in that same position. So simply wishing mercy, compassion, um, and to, to give you peace of mind, when you come across that stubborn person, where you know if you offer any kind of advice whatsoever, it's only going to come to 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 kind of burn you. All right, you have to just disregard. You have to learn to just walk away for your peace of mind. Otherwise, you will um, be frazzled. And when you come across those people that have a lot of virtue, and you want to emulate, you know, just take delight and 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 find those qualities that you know you can also make your own so that you can walk your talk all right so when we come back we'll talk more about our listening our hearing and who's listening we'll be right back
0: America is on LinkedIn connect with us today healthy spirals yoga Ayurveda meditation located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines Illinois offers cost effective holistic services in person online or at your location from modern day Ayurvedic pulse assessments diet and lifestyle counseling yoga and meditation classes healthy spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day
1: Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast.
0: If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman-Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8:30 p.m. Eastern, 5:30 Pacific. Just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit healthyspirals.com to register. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga, Ayurveda, Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety one. 472 5791 Now, back to the show.
1: All right, so who is listening? Are you more air element, fire, water, earth? Are you identifying with the space element? Are you one who is attracted to that etheric realm? There's this old Vedic story about prana. So prana, the life force energy that occurs in, in various Upanishads, some of the ancient texts, where the five main faculties of our nature, the mind, the breath or prana, speech, the ear, and the eye were arguing with each other as to which was the best and most important. And reflecting the ordinary human condition in which our faculties are not integrated but fight with each other competing for their rule over our attention. To resolve this dispute, they decided that each would leave the body and see whose absence was most missed. First, speech left the body, but the body continued though mute. Next, the eye left, but the body continued though blind. Next, the ear left, but the body continued though deaf. Then the mind left, but the body continued though unconscious. Finally, the prana began to leave the body, and the body began to die, and all the other faculties began to lose their energy. So they all rushed to prana and told it to stay, lauding its supremacy. Clearly, prana won the argument. Prana gives energy to all our faculties with which they cannot function. Prana takes the first place, and without it, we do not have the energy to do anything. The moral of this story is that to control all of our faculties, the key is the control of prana. So as David Frawley, this is from Yoga and Ayurveda, as he says, unless we learn how to work with our prana, we cannot get anything done. So this prana, it has many different levels of meaning from the breath to the energy of the consciousness itself. But this prana, it basically, it's the master form of all energy working on the mind, the body, life force. The entire universe is this manifestation of prana, which is the original creative power. For those of you in the, um, the kundalini yoga world, a lot of people are, you know, talking about the kundalini awakening and, and. Even the Kundalini Shakti, that ser- the serpent power or inner force that transforms consciousness, this all develops from this awakened prana. So this life force energy, the breath. Um, this is where the practice of yoga. Yoga is considered to be an eight-limbed path, where the first two limbs are. Basically, the um, more aligned to inner and outer disciplines. So the first the first two limbs, you know, I'm going to say that they're very similar to what I was raised with in my Catholic religion is the Ten Commandments. So the yamas and the niyamas are the thou shalt and the thou shalt nots. And there's five yamas or the um, inner disciplines, and there's five niyamas or inner pra- inner disciplines. These practices with which to live a moral, a ethical life, and you know, honoring all of your societal obligations as well as your own, you know, personal duties. Right, so with this concept of um all of this in in yoga i mean this this is what i personally wished i knew much younger um this is this is oftentimes what you know really and truly sparks a light in in students when they when they talk about prana from this perspective, rather than just being in a yoga class where they are breathing through the poses. So yoga, as I mentioned, is this eight-limbed path where you've got the yamas, the niyamas, the asanas, all these poses that the world is doing. And many people associate the entire practice of yoga with just this third limb, The third limb of asana, which translates into poses, is what the majority of yoga classes are all about. And there are certainly those that incorporate now. So the fourth limb, I talked about the prana, the breath. The fourth limb is the pranayama. So after the asana practice, after you are moving the physical body, after you've kind of opened up the joints, you've moved um, any kind of stagnant energy, you've opened up the channels, now this is when you're able to sit still and focus on the pranayama and the control of the breath. So it's not just simply breathing, but it's more active, conscious, um, mindful Techniques with which to control the life force energy. And then that's just the fourth limb. We have the fifth limb, which then is control of the senses. So, again, talking about who's listening, the sixth or the fourth, sorry, fourth limb is pranayama, fifth limb, pratyahara, withdrawal of the senses. And at this point in time, after you've done the physical practice, after you've sat and kind of redirected and directed the life force energy within, you now have more control with which to um, kind of tune out or you just have a different level of awareness at your ears, at, at the sense of touch and how your skin interacts with the space around you, all right? Um, Pratyahara, um, your sense of hearing, again, right? Your ears, um, Pratyahara. Then we move. After we withdraw our senses, we're now moving closer. So this is just the fifth, sixth, seventh, by the way. Seventh stage is meditation. So after we withdraw the senses, now we're able to concentrate. <laughs> so um, dharana, D-H-A-R-A-N-A is the Sanskrit term for this um, limb or this step. So for those who have ever tried to just sit and meditate, many people talk about all the benefits of meditating right now. And if you have been one of those who, okay, I'm going to sit there and meditate, you know, the the TM, all the transcendental, um, meditators who meditate for 20 minutes, two times a day seem to do it with such ease. Okay. It's taken time, discipline. They also have a mantra that they're using, um, you know, and however you have to learn, I'm going to say that I, I am doing my morning meditation. Um, I have a set time, you know, in the mornings, but, It is absolutely something that I incorporate, you know, as often as I can throughout the day. You know, oftentimes if I'm in nature, that meditation, that meditative walk is with my eyes open. Okay. So the meditation doesn't necessarily have to mean you're in a seated position with your eyes closed. Okay. But that is, by the way, when you're able to simply, when you're able to, Sit comfortably for a length of time or even, you know, be in that state of mind, walking to withdraw the senses so you're not bombarded by all the street noises, by every passerby. Uh, Maybe you're um, hyper-focused or specifically focusing in on the sounds of nature instead. You know, so be aware of... um, this this concept moving beyond just the physical practice of the asanas, and as you meditate, the importance of controlling the senses. And are you somebody who likes silence? Do you enjoy silence when you come home, when you're in your own place? Do you turn the TV on, turn the music on? Do you turn... You know something on just to not feel um, perhaps alone or you enjoy that vibration. I remember being in that state at one point in my life. So a lot of these changes and a lot of what I talk about on this show, please understand that um, this has been many, many years of basically just working on myself and not giving up. I could have easily have given up. You know, when I was burnt out, as, as pittas sometimes get, just being burnt out, having multiple miscarriages, you know, life not going the way I thought it would go. But instead, you know what, finding finding joy and understanding and honestly a whole other world perspective um, in, in really listening to what it is that I'm supposed to do. So when we, when we move through these limbs, the seventh limb I mentioned was meditation. Once we've kind of, you know, sat with our master, with our meditation, and I mean, I don't want to use that word mastered, but once we have, um you know, become more disciplined, we've done it regularly, it's always going to be a different experience, but eventually, you know, you're going to find and, and and you may already experience those moments of what we call samadhi or bliss. I like to look at those moments when you're on top of a mountain or in a beautiful um, scene in nature where you can't help but just take a deep breath, Ah, right? So in listening here to some of the voices, be, be mindful that some of the voices that you hear, you know, from Avata, maybe you need to ask, is this my voice? Is this coming from within? I have taken some advice in my from my mentors, honoring that I I feel that I listen and doing kind of just writing. So if I find myself now um, waking up early, Oftentimes, if I feel myself in in states of confusion or worry, I can I, I feel as if it's my guides that just speak through me. And all I have to do is pick up a pen and and just write. And then lo and behold, things things come out. So in this last um, minute here, let me just share with you because I encourage you, Maybe not only to to listen to what it is that you hear from within, but maybe even write it down. Okay? So, I, I sometimes have to be open to what I get. You know, you, you, you never really know. So, in one session, when I hurt my knee over the summer, I said, why do I have this knee injury now? I was very frustrated big, a big stop on my, my path. My dear Marianne, you are such a precious gift to this world, to your community, to your family, to all who come across your energy field. Do not worry about your physical ailments at this time or any for all is in perfect order. You are living out your will and are moving along the path set forth so long ago for every detail was discussed before you chose to reincarnate at this time. Has it ever been so apparent how very different you speak, think, act, and love? Your heart is very rare, for you do love your neighbor as yourself. Not having children only makes it easier for your heart to be open to and embrace all God's children. The thought of not having a family of your own is, in fact, absurd, for your entire family is among you always. When you came back to earth this time you had made it abundantly clear for you not to have children in order to be focused on what your earthly mission entails, that of love. The concept of bringing down or heaven down to earth is not understood by everyone. All right, So never apologize for your route, your unusual route in life was needed to be here in the present day. So if you're listening to this, I know that there's something that vibrates within you. So please continue to be you, listen to what inspires you, listen to your heart. Namaste.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. We hope you've learned how you can lead a spiritually, mentally, and emotionally healthful life. Until next week, namaste.